The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures and leads me beside still waters. In the name of the one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Please be seated. I don't know about you guys, but on this Good Shepherd Sunday, the hymns, the scripture, all of it is wildly comforting for me. And I hope it is for you as well. I want to invite you all to listen, listen to these words again. Close your eyes and just listen. I came that they may have life and have abundant life. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly, Jesus says. And so I will ask the question, how many of us, God's people, go through life, go through our days mindful of what it means to live an abundant life? This is what Jesus does not say. Jesus doesn't say, I have come so that I can give you a half-hearted, joyless, loveless, mediocre life set perpetually on autopilot. No, that's not what Jesus says. Quite the opposite. He said, I have come so that you may experience and know life in the way that it was meant to be known. Overflowing, abundant, and good. One in which there isn't consistent mediocrity or boredom. But instead, one that excites and brings joy one in which there is constant anticipation of what will come next, one in which you're not just surviving, but you're flourishing, not just getting by, but you're actually thriving, one in which you are just not existing day to day, but a life filled with joy. A fellow preacher, David Lewis, says it this way, Jesus offers in some more life, more life than most of us imagine possible. Well, living with the awareness that God is in the world and that he's at work, allows us to set an intention every day to go about finding him, meeting him, and joining him in the work that he has for us in the world. Not just going through life, letting life happen to you, but instead seeking ways to meet God at work in the world, looking for opportunities to meet him because you can't help but want to. And seeing every person you encounter, not just as someone who's in the way, but instead 
as an image of God himself, thus worthy of love and consideration of acknowledgement. As well, moving through life, anticipating that abundant life is indeed overflowing. It doesn't have to end. It's perpetually in motion. It brings to mind one of my most favorite thoughts about the theology of God at work in the world. It's the flow of God. It's God's economy. The economy of God, one in which there's abundance. There's no lack. And it's one in which we are invited into to take part in joy and, and see it work in the world. We have to believe that God is a God of abundance. And so he invites us into abundance. He invites us into the economy of plenty, not of waste, stinginess, or worry, or fret. And I guarantee it, when we live our life with that frame, the frame of abundance, we don't settle for anything less. I've seen it happen in my own life. I fret a lot less about what I don't have. I fret a lot less about running out. Because undergirding all of that is this notion that the love of God really is enough. We know in some small way that our needs will be met and fear will not take up residence in our hearts and minds. We choose instead to live in opposition of fear. So many people, so many people are bound by fear, which is the opposite of abundance. And Jesus reflects this again and again in his life, in the Gospels, how he chooses to live his life. He gives himself away. He teaches in astonishing ways that bring people to their knees because they are in awe of what he says. He chooses to walk the way of suffering, carrying a cross, and even in his suffering, there was abundance. Abundant love. This morning, we are reminded that Jesus is our good shepherd. And what do shepherds do well? they're going to be a good shepherd, what do they do well? They lead and they protect their flock. They're always thinking of what they have to care for. They're always anticipating their needs. And most, I would say, would lay their lives down for those who they have to care for. I bet you, you can call to mind someone who has been a shepherd in your life. You know when you've been in the presence of that someone who's like a shepherd who leads and protects, 
who lives out of abundance. It's attractive because there's nothing hoarded. All of it is given away. And these kinds of folks live life in such a way that love, encouragement, and hope is what is given away. There is abundance and goodness, and that is attractive. And I can say, if you've been around someone like that, somehow you find yourself gravitating towards them. It's attractive. Kindness. A smile. Someone who quietly serves without any expectation in return. Perhaps for some it might be a place or a situation that beckons you back again and again, a sanctuary, a chrysalis of sort, a really safe place, an abundant place where you feel joy. And what also hits home for me this week in this particular passage is from this verse. Have a listen. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. Find pasture. Some of you all may know I live next to a pasture. A pasture in the middle of the city which has my neighbors, a herd of cows. Until living next to this pasture, I'm not sure I could enter into what it means to find pasture. But over the last year, as I have lived in this holy space, which I called it, and many of you all know, I come out of a very difficult season with the breakdown of my marriage and the dissolution of my family. Living next to a pasture has been a refuge for me. And what I've learned about what it means to pasture is this. It means finding a new and better place or situation, a more promising state, one in which the state is joy, peace, verdant, life-giving, good, and abundant. In subtle and overt ways, this is what the pasture next to me has continually shown me over the last year. It's the canvas for beautiful morning sunrises. Sometimes set amidst the fog coming up off the ground with the cows intermixed, creating a sense of a thin place which always reminds me of the Holy One. And it is a place with abundant resource to feed baby calves that I get to watch and grow, frolic about and move for their mamas. They're really good neighbors. I've also discovered that when living next to an open pasture, when the wind blows, boy, does it blow. And yesterday was one of those days. 
And so in pasturing, there is a sense of needing to be rooted and planted, safe, protected, and sure, so as to not get lost and carried away. And personally, I've noticed that when storms or winds come, the cows do this really funny thing, and I wonder if sheep do the same. They gather together. They get close. And it's then I wonder if they feel more grounded when together, when they feel more safe. Well, regardless, there is a sense that pasturing calls all humans, animals, sunsets, and sunrises to a better condition, a more abundant life. We all come from different places and stages in life. You found yourself here today with your own pain, with your own struggles. Perhaps there are health concerns. Whatever is heavy on your mind, you bring to this space. We can't, right? We're humans. We can't leave it at the door. We bring it with us, and that's what God wants. So when we gather here every Sunday, no matter where you find yourself, I have to say these words to you again. I have come so that you may have life and an abundant life. It is the life, if we are all honest, we're desiring, craving, and looking for a way out of mediocrity and boredom, a life that energizes and rejuvenates, a purposeful life that inspires and creates, a life that perhaps seems more than we could ever hope for or imagine. That is the life that Jesus is calling us to because, y'all, that is who he is. That is why he beckons us. That is him. He doesn't know anything else. So on this Good Shepherd Sunday, we have a shepherd who wants nothing more for us than to live in abundance because truly that is what we are created for. And when I say abundance, I'm not talking about worldly goods and things, about accumulation in that way. What I'm talking about is abundance that creates new life and sustains it every single day, undergirded by joy and peace. Sanctuary. But living an abundant life doesn't just happen. It takes intention, it takes courage every day. It means changing patterns, making decisions that could be life-altering and maybe even a little painful. It means loving better those that God has given us to love. Loving better. Finding opportunity to be content even when life is offering what seems the opposite of contentment. 
but all the while knowing that you are resting in a Savior's love. You are his, and he is yours. And if you let him, if you let it, abundance will come. Because that is what, my friends, dear people of God, we are created for. And that is what he is calling us to. So if you find yourself fearful this morning, ridden with anxiety, distress, or maybe you're full of joy, wherever you find yourself today, these words, let them follow you and let them give you hope. I have come so that you may have an abundant life. One in which it's overflowing and good. One in which leads you to peace and joy. Because that, my friends, is what we were created for. Amen.